You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, lore of true crime investigation, and when one discusses the dark and grim ventures of murder, no matter how loquacious or restrained, and no matter what era said death and foreboding takes place, the less the engaged audience is informed when beginning on such a grim path, the more enjoyable the experience, and the more one so inclined to do may participate in the solving of the bloody conundrum. So, I will keep it at a minimum to start. <clears throat> so, uh, what was that? That was very strange. I don't... Sorry, sorry about that, guys. Uh, uh, what are we talking about here? Uh, the, the Pale Blue Eye. Yes, yes. 1830 alcoholic retired detective Augustus Landor is asked by the military to investigate the hanging of Cadet Leroy Fry at the United States Military Academy at West Point, New York. Landor is a widower and a drunk who lives alone since his daughter Matilda ran off a few years previously. This murder leads our crack investigator on a path of the occults and other murders that could possibly be connected and could even mean the evidence of a serial killer, which Landor tracks with the help of a young cadet with an aptitude for murder mysteries, a cadet named Edgar Allan Poe. This film stars Christian Bale in the lead role as Landor and Harry Melling as a very accurate-looking Edgar Allan Poe, and it is directed by Scott Cooper, who also directed Crazy Horse, Antlers, and Black Mass. I am T.C. DeWitt of the Screener Squad, and I am joined by my fellow sleuths, Ray. Hello. Elliot. Hello, hello. And Matt. Good day to you, sir. (laughs) Well, Screener Squad, how do we all feel about crime investigating stories, true crime fiction, historical fiction? What did we all think of The Pale Blue Eye? (laughs) Uh, I thought this was very middling. I just don't have much to say on this. Like, there's some good performances. Christian Bale is... Is Christian Bale one of the best actors today? Unfortunately, Harry Melling is a little too foghorn leghorn here. I Uh, I take umbrage with such a statement. He was born and raised in, um, check my notes here, Massachusetts. Huh. (laughs) Melling has had this really great rise recently. There's a lot to like about his performance, but I think his accent really gets in the way for me a lot of the time. And frankly, the story was just not all that compelling. It was a kind of paint-by-numbers Southern Gothic detective tale. And I've already seen a pretty good detective tale recently. It was called Glass Onion. I mean, this is very different, but... Oh, the accents are similar. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) definitely. I don't know. There's just not a lot of meat on this bone. It's very reminiscent of From Hell, the Johnny Depp adaptation of the Alan Moore book, being that it's a period piece, uh, 
I guess gothic isn't exactly the right tone there, but similar because that's what Edgar Allan Poe played in, and it seems to be thematically and tonally reminiscent of things like The Raven and The Telltale Heart and whatnot. Also similar to From Hell is the, as you say, Elliot, middling kind of pace and what this has, the the lack of meat on the bones. Yeah, Ray, what do you think? I'm pretty much on the same page as y'all so far. Elliot, I, I agree that the accent is just baffling, but if you can get past that, it's a great performance yeah, uh, agreed. of Poe. I, I do agree that it's a great performance, and you're right. Christian Bale is being good Christian Bale, just as, as he always is. But I'm going to agree with you again about the pacing and stuff with this. It's One of the things about it is there's – when you say there's not enough meat on the bone, I think story-wise there might be. But the problem is they drug it out for, what, two hours and almost 20 minutes? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's There's so much that could be tightened up here to make this. And I understand, again, we're dealing period piece, a little bit gothic, and maybe that's supposed to be – atmospheric and slow and foreboding but we're also talking about a crime drama here we're also talking about something that you should be investigating with some urgency maybe (laughs) you know if you especially if you have a serial killer running around out there that might strike again at some point i was like are they concerned about catching the guy or the girl or whoever (laughs) it is that might have done this are we just kind of you know going a better day in canon it's even more time like like doesn't a couple weeks go by or something at one point yeah in the film itself it even says it's been over a month since the first murder that triggers this whole investigation exactly and i understand that the time was different and there weren't a bunch of computers and all the different things and your all of your detective tools that we have now but it just didn't seem regardless of of technology or, or having to go about it old school it just didn't seem like anybody had a lot of urgency to solve this crime and that urgency goes a long way when crafting a film like this i think of movies like insomnia with al pacino investigating a murder up in alaska and how there's there is a ticking clock whether it's an actual ticking clock or not there's a little bit of pressure from both the investigator's side and the person attempting to get away with these things and yeah that that dialing it up just a little bit that could raise the tension but this does slow down a lot for what are arguably good character conversation pieces, especially between Christian Bale and Harry Melling, that are very, very well performed. But it, it it's like, guys, come on, there's, don't you have a crime to solve here? Come on. Yeah, their their relationship worked well, but then like they didn't. It's like they couldn't think of the steps of solving a crime without like a. The, the CBS trappings of being able to go, like, have them spread out some luminol or have the computer guy enhance something. And they, they weren't <laughs> able to produce analogs to that except for some gradual examination and some, uh, like, they do an autopsy and some stuff like that that is played for grim yuckiness. Then when they sort of get to the end, they they kind of just decide it's solved. And, and there is, like, a like they do throw you a curveball. Yeah, there are a couple of curves throughout this that I do appreciate narratively, but again, it comes to that tension. And it's not it's not terrible if you're really, really craving this genre. I wish it was a little worse, because I was all prepared for it to be awful, and then I could be like, well, more like pale brown eye, you know. As the uh, lads and lassies say these days, it's uh, strictly mid, yeah. It's like your child showing you a paint-by-numbers drawing of Sherlock Holmes. Oh, certainly. Yeah, (laughs) this also reminded me what I was hoping it would be like as it started was Sleepy Hollow, the Tim Burton, Johnny Depp movie. 
I guess Johnny Depp has done more than one period piece crime investigator. But it was the autopsy, and later we see Lander take the pages of a diary and he put it up on his window so he can sort of com- look at it. Th- it seems like what we would do with a computer now in some 1800s version of that. There are little moments where I'm like, oh, okay, this is is trying to show us what a true crime fiction investigation would look like in this time period. And in Sleepy Hollow, we get some Tim Burton-esque gadgets and who's it's and what's it to sort of enhance the, the style of a period investigator. This movie, once again, falls into the same slot as pretty much every single Netflix movie. And I've said this a million times when doing these reviews. You see the cast. We got Christian Bale leading here. We got some cameos from Robert Duvall, Toby Jones in here. And you think, oh my gosh, why isn't this in theaters? But like Netflix original things, you, you watch it and go, there's something missing here that explains why I didn't see this in theaters. And I can never pinpoint exactly what it is. And once again, we're watching another Netflix movie that very well could be in theaters, but it's missing that X factor. I I don't know why Netflix keeps doing it. They're like the highest budgeted straight to Redbox movies we get. Yeah, you can tell there's a budget here. Definitely. I mean, even looking at the sets and the costumes and things like that, you can tell there's a budget. But half of me wanted in this to see, ooh, a better crime film. Better procedural, better that. But then also half of me was like, well, maybe we should ditch that and just have a movie of the two main characters sitting at a bar talking to each other because (laughs) – Go one way or the other. (laughs) Yeah, those those scenes were very compelling as well because, again, you've got two very good actors playing off of each other. But the thing that we got in the middle, you're right, was just a – we ended up in that meh zone. Yeah, I I wish it had gone into a further extreme, maybe even at the two extremes you just – painted out right there but yeah there's hints of devil worship here and a cult and maybe there's people performing some sort of ritual out there you know what let's do it let's go all in like let, let's make that let's dial that up to 11 and get wild here yeah and instead it just kind of felt like a red dead redemption side quest <laughs> that, that's, that that's, a, that's a very valid as yeah. well. Now, the the difficult thing in discussing a murder mystery is we can't really go into much more detail about the narrative without laying down clues just for our listeners here exactly. that would spoil the viewing of this. Exactly. I always that's one of the things I always hate about doing these particular things. And I was saying this to Neil uh, before we started recording, is that I don't know how much I can say without ruining for somebody who might watch it or giving something away about it. I yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Aesthetically speaking, and it was mentioned earlier, this is a gorgeous-looking movie. They filmed the hell out of it. The the period drama that we got here is designed so well. The costumes are excellent. The performances from everyone are quite good. I, I know we've had some complaints here from some of the others here about the, the overabundance of this southern gentleman from Massachusetts accent here, but it really is a strong performance removed from that that silliness of the accent to be fair it would have been just as bad if he had like a massachusetts baltimore accent right (laughs) if he's like somebody hung that poor confederate (laughs) we gotta go see the autopsy let's get some chowder (laughs) and sort this out you know Uh, but all that doesn't add up to a strong enough film for me to sit here right now and and i think i'm hearing my my fellows here saying the same thing that, that this is it's not bad this isn't a horrible movie it is an enjoyable viewing but it does feel too slow. It does take its time in too many places where it never tips itself over to truly just locking me in and engaging me to like not want to look away. 
Uh, movies like this, if they get into that arena, it's hard for me to even take notes because I won't be able to take my eyes off of it. But there are plenty of opportunities for me to like look up information about Edgar Allan Poe and and jot down notes in in viewing this. And I don't know, maybe a tighter edit, maybe a, a little speedier pace in the narrative itself would have made for a stronger film. But and at, at the end of here, I'm just sort of stuck with saying this is just smack dab down the middle. This is and and I'll just give my final rating right here this is six out of ten breathtaking views from the cemetery <laughs> so that's that is essentially the best and worst i can say about this movie so uh, let's move into some other final thoughts here ray why don't you go for us uh yeah i think we're all going to be on the same page about this this is two very good performances especially in the leads uh the other supporting performances are good as well we talked about the unexplicable choice of the accent, but if you can get past that, it, it, it's good acting. It, it's, but it's just okay film, uh, uh, unfortunately. Uh, and if you are an Edgar Allan Poe aficionado in any way, uh, you may be put off as well. Now, again, this was a book before it was a movie, so I don't know if they had the same, you know, there was kind of the same thing when the author wrote the book that he was worried about people who knew anything about Edgar Allan Poe. But if you know anything about Edgar Allan Poe, the only thing about this film that there's any truth to at all is the fact that he was at West Point for a little while before he got kicked out. Other than that, this is a complete fiction that an author has just imagined that what if there was a murder at West Point while he was there and he got to help solve the, the crime. Which is intriguing. It's a very intriguing plot to me, actually, to maybe look and say, hey, what would Edgar Allan Poe have done if he'd actually got the chance to be a detective? But then it lays there after that, unfortunately, except when both our main characters are on screen and talking to each other. Those are some really golden moments. The rest of the crime murder mystery, you know, even though there's there's kind of a really good twist at one point. There's no, like I said before, there's just no urgency to this. So I am going to be right with TC. It's not a bad film. I have seen bad films and this is not a bad film. So don't <laughs> think that I'm saying that, but I'm going to be right with TC and I'm giving it a six out of 10. Very old Ravens. <laughs> Elliot. Boy. Yeah. I think we're all on the same page. Yeah. This is just a very middling movie. I, although my father recommended me this movie when I'd already seen it and I was going to recommend it to him. He's the kind of audience for this kind of period piece detective story. There are a lot of really good performances in this. Um, so many that it's it's like, yeah, why was this not in theaters? Uh, we haven't even touched on Gillian Anderson. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Know, giving another brilliant performance of hers. Toby Jones is really, really, really good in here. Robert Duvall's in here for a moment. I don't know who the director Scott Cooper is, but this this the missing hole feels like this needs a vision and instead it's just incredibly workmanlike. Yeah, Scott Cooper, if I may, yeah, he did crazy horse antlers and black mass, which is another black mass is the biopic about Mickey Cohen. So I don't know. He's, he's proven himself a director who can make good stuff, but yeah, you might be onto something with that lack of a vision. Sorry to interrupt. Mm -hmm. No, 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 you're, no, it's all right. Yeah, because as it is, it's really, it is following the sort of CBS procedural school of detective stories. There's almost no reason to have this be about Edgar Allan Poe. I, I understand this was based on a book, but it's it really is just kind of a generic detective story set in the late 1800s. I, I wanted to like this more. 
there there's probably a better movie sitting on the editing room floor. But yeah, as it is, I'm just going to give this six out of ten falling houses. You know, big samesies. I I think the production here is too good to throw out with the bathwater. I think the issue when I when I sort of think about the story structure of this, and and it's hard to discuss without spoilers. But I think the issue here is that the protagonist is not doing a lot of choice making. Mm-hmm. It's it's reactive, and that robs it of a lot of inertia. They're supposed to be investigating, and they feel kind of like their main tactic is wait for another murder. You know, it's the old uh, well, we gotta wait. For, we gotta wait another month to catch the full moon killer in the act. That kind of <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. Some of the the stately Southern Gothic stuff really worked well, but it, like it almost felt like two movies. Like it almost felt like there was a, a a movie here with like the tone of like a Hammer horror movie, and then it felt like there was something like uh like more of the, like the Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmeses, <laughs> and they couldn't quite decide how to mate the Legos up to get them to click. But yeah, I, I landed in about the same spot. I think I would give it six out of ten games. I think were Pharaoh. I don't quite know what they were playing there. Sometimes I think if our final number uh, rating is so wild that people will be compelled enough to watch the movie just to figure out what the hell we're talking about when we gave our rating. It's not worth it. (laughs) 